Today on Real Talk with Guile Group, we're talking money. Hey everybody, we are here today talking with Shane Musselwhite with Oregon Home Mortgage and we are going to chat about interest rates and mortgages and anything else that comes up real estate. So welcome Shane. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yes, it's great to have you. We've been working together for a long time. Yeah. Years and years. I <laughs> years and years. I don't even I don't well. Yeah. I mean, I started seven years ago, so it's probably been ten years or so since it's a good Oh, machine. well yeah, over well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah it's like 10 or 11, 12 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 So first, let's tell everybody a little bit who you are, how long you've been in the business. Uh, I am a mortgage <laughs> broker, mortgage loan officer. I've been selling money, as I call it, for I think this is my 28th or 29th year this fall. I think we'll be 29 years. So mm-hmm. good long time. Good yep. long time. Been yep. a very good business for me and my family. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we met on a deal actually that was falling apart at the eleventh hour. Yep. yep. And you came in and saved the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I the longer you've been at this, the more opportunities I guess I'd say you get to work on complicated transactions. So that's a lot of what I do. Yes, complicated um, transactions happen yeah, every day. They sure do. But we also close them every single day. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. those hiccups and that's why it's so important to have the team, yeah. to have the agent, to have the lender to have the escrow, to have the contractors, all of it put together so that that all gets done. Yep. Seamlessly. Right. Seamlessly. Seamlessly and on time. Yes, yeah. on time, yeah. really on time. Yeah. So um, everybody knows, well, we think everybody knows, everyone hears about this interest rate issue and, and what's happening. I know personally, we have a um, deal that's going on and we talked about the difference in just the last 10 days yep. from when we actually locked, we like I lock it, I don't lock it, yeah. but when the loan is actually locked yeah. to what that deal would look like 10 days later yeah. in today's market, yeah. what that, the difference in the interest rate and what the difference in the payment was, was yeah. astounding yeah, to yeah. me. Um, first time buyer, so kind of an entry level price point. Yeah. Locked them, I think it was 11 days ago yesterday in an interest rate and in the intervening time period when we did a comparison yesterday, that rate was five-eighths of a point higher than where it was when we locked it mm-hmm. um, 11 days ago, 10 days ago. And that would equate to $145 a month increase in that buyer's payment really? in, in that brief period of time. 10 days, yeah. Yeah. days. 11 days. Yeah. 10 days. Which is, um, in the case of an entry-level buyer, a first-time buyer, that's make Significant. or break. Significant, absolutely. That, that can make yeah. or break absolutely. the deal holding together or coming together. Yep. So. In the current environment, we're really recommending that clients assess their standing and lock a rate as early in process as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all kinds of conversations I have with people about the risk of locking versus not locking. We talk about how often they go to Vegas. You know, are they gamblers by nature? Right. What is their nature? But we don't like to gamble with mortgage money. So just with the instability we've got going on, most people are locking as soon as, as they soon can. As soon as they can. can. So, when they so, see so what, what are them? What would people consider the risk of locking? I mean, it, what what holds some people back? Yeah. What do you see? Yeah, it's a 50-50 bet. So the concern is, am I going to lock today and miss out on a lower rate that might have been available between now and the time we close? Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, most contracts are written on 30 days, so it's not a very big window. Right. Rates have been extremely volatile. People don't understand the mechanics of how they work, and it can get, get kind of maddening for a loan officer. Um, I was in the car. We're sorry. Yeah, I, I was in the car a month and a half ago, and I had NPR on, and I was headed to an appointment, and they're touting how rates were dropping. Mm-hmm. 
when we had just finished a horrible day in the rate markets and the prior two days had been even worse. Yeah. Mm. Their information is dated. Uh-huh. It was a week or two old. Rates can change in the middle of a day. I yeah. mean, my alarm clock is a 6 a.m. text to tell me what the mortgage-backed security trade is doing. I could not do what you do. That would drive no. me crazy. Yeah, and I see those numbers flowing through to my phone all day long. I'll get text alerts if things are getting really volatile. So mm-hmm. if you don't understand how quickly they move, they also don't understand what moves mortgage rates. So what's, yeah, so we've got questions for that. So obviously we look at the, you know, look at the news, you know, we go on our phone, we're checking things out, there's all these things about the Fed did this, the Fed did that, mortgage rates are doing this, you know, so what what does it mean, and let's talk about what really, what are the drivers in in mortgage rates and these interest rates right now, because is it the Fed, is it something else? Yeah, it is not the Fed, the Fed controls the prime rate. The prime rate impacts short-term money, short-term debt. So the, the prime rate goes up, your car loans are more expensive, your credit card rate goes up, your home equity line of credit rate goes up. There are times when prime goes up and mortgage rates go up along with them, but just as often, mortgage rates can move the opposite direction when prime is raised. Mm-hmm. Mortgage rates being a 30-year instrument, they're looking at the economy long-term. So what the Fed is doing is they're manipulating prime to try and adjust the course of the economy. Right now we're fighting inflation. The mortgage market wants to anticipate what's gonna happen long-term with our economy. So here's a great example. On March 1st, one of the advisory services that many of us mortgage lenders pay for and refer Mm -hmm. to, we follow them for years at a time, said rates look good, we see um, rates trending lower for the immediate future. That was on March 1st, okay? The immediate future. Yeah. That, <laughs> An that interesting a- quote. Yeah. That, that afternoon, <laughs> Jerome Powell, who is the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, made a comment at a luncheon he was at that he anticipated they were only going to increase prime by a quarter of a point when they moved yeah, it. Okay. The markets had factored in a half a point in movement. So the markets were betting the Fed was going to increase prime by a half. The markets liked that. That was a strong move to curb inflation. Mm -hmm. So in the long run, we look at that as a move that's going to improve our economy over the long haul. uh When he tipped his hand that they were only going to move a quarter of a point, the markets reacted hugely negative because it wasn't as strong of a move to control inflation. I had a loan that I called the clients that afternoon. I think it was a $500,000 transaction. I told them where their pricing was at. And I'm never gonna tell a client to lock, because sure as I do, rates will go the other way the next morning, okay? But I had an improvement in their pricing that had happened from the time we started the file. I called, shared the information with them. They decided to gamble overnight, okay? Mm -hmm. By the time we locked that loan that next morning, it cost those clients an additional $3,000 in discount points on that $500,000 loan to float that overnight on the gamble that it was gonna improve. Yeah. Hmm. There's the maddening thing. Right. One comment from one individual Can moved the product that much overnight. Yeah. Everybody was wrong. Our market makers were wrong. Another loan officer I know had put a paste on a local professional Facebook page mm-hmm. about where they were headed, and the next morning everybody was wrong. Yeah. So yeah. mortgage rates are not controlled by the Fed. The Fed controls prime right. to steer or, or direct our economy mortgage rates trade on the long-term view of the economy. Think of it this way. It could be like three people having a conversation every day. Yeah. The um, market indicators are statistics. Right. 
the Federal Reserve and the mortgage lenders. And every day they go home with a feeling based upon that conversation and that feeling drives what rates are gonna be like the next day. Okay. So, <laughs> so wow. I, actually I'm gonna back up a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, I wanna go back to last fall, uh, Q4. We all wanna go back. We all wanna go back. <laughs> we wanna go back to <laughs> rate-wise. Rate yeah, rate for many reasons. But yeah. I'd like to get your opinion. Price. Because I know, you know, last fall in Q4, we're talking about, oh, you know, here's what we project rates are gonna do for uh, 2022, yeah. we think probably towards the end of the year we're going to be at 4%, yeah. a little over 4, 4 and a quarter. Yeah. We barely got out of January before we were you know, close yeah. close to that rate. So yeah. Yeah. what do you think was driving the, those predictions and what do you think has varied from what people were seeing last fall to what the reality of the market is today? Yeah. Um, so the predictions were based upon what we had seen happen. The Fed was continuing to buy mortgage-backed securities, and that's a whole other function of how the markets work. But those are used to keep interest rates down. down. Quantitative mm -hmm. easing mm -hmm. is the term you've heard before. So we knew the Fed was going to curtail those purchases. We knew that the economy was soft because of all the shutdowns from the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So kind of anticipated some of the supply chain issues, anticipated some of the inflation that we're seeing. Okay. Mm -hmm. We move into this year, inflation numbers come out. They're the highest they've been in 40 years. Okay. Okay. So we're yeah. setting records with inflation numbers. People are feeling at the pump. Okay. We also have a war going on in Europe yep. that's mm -hmm. had some big impacts on certain areas of the yeah. economy. Mm -hmm. That, of course, wasn't baked into the forecast. No. That wasn't yeah, yeah. baked into no. any of the predictions. None of the record-setting inflation numbers were baked in. Yeah. So it's really well, been our that. supply chain wasn't. It's still low. Well. Oh, right, supply yeah. chain is still an issue, and yep. there's a lot of people that look for things to blame it on. But if you understand the mechanics of how they work and the demand wasn't there during the pandemic, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so the markets got kind of hit with some inflation numbers that weren't anticipated. Yeah. And then the added weight on the global economy by what's going on in Europe. Yeah. You know, when makes, I started doing this, we were sense. a national economy. So we only really worried about what went on in the U.S. Right. as far as influencing mortgage rates. Right. You know, fast forward 29, 30 years, we're now truly an international economy. Right. So what goes on globally impacts us. Um, well, and without, as far as I know, I don't pay attention to every little detail of what's happening on that. I can't. Yeah. It gives me a lot of anxiety outside this, outside of all of that. Yeah. Um, but that's not looking like it's going anywhere. Um, the the war the outside the impact that we yeah. are seeing there yeah. are we are we looking at what's the rate today um, if you were to for, look at me. well and we could do a whole other podcast on the components of pricing absolutely and so it really depends upon a number absolutely. of factors in the transaction but just as a general but, but if we use a, a benchmark trans yeah. transaction yeah. which is twenty percent down with a seven forty or greater credit score Perfect. on yep. a conforming loan amount. You could be at 4.75 today by paying a little bit of discount. Okay. At 4.875, you'll be getting a credit to help lower your closing cost. So that would be call, what we call a par rate. Okay. Now keep in mind, you could get a four and a quarter rate. You could get a 4% rate mm -hmm. if you have the money to pay the Buy discount yes. associated with yes. buying it down yes. and if that made it, makes economic sense for you to do. All of that is so specific. I yeah. mean, and I was looking for just a general idea for people who are watching yeah. just to get a general idea. I mean, yeah. we can always go yeah. way, way, way deeper and way more sure. specific. Yeah. But, but um, that's for an individual transaction. Right, sure. absolutely. So the forecast we were looking at for the year were 4% for the high yeah. mid to late summer. 
with rates trending lower after that. Yeah. Well, we've already blown way through. Right. Right. And right. it's March. That's my point. Right. Right. Where do we think yeah. we're going? Yeah. Um, and again, no one has a crystal ball yeah. for any of it, for real estate, for, you know, we just can only deal with the numbers, the facts, the trending, the history. Sure. What we have. Where, what we exactly. Have yeah. To even point in a direction. Yeah. So for me, it, it's daily or even hourly data. Um, yesterday, mortgage-backed securities closed positive 27 basis points. So take 100, mm-hmm. so 27 basis points of that, we closed positive. Not huge, but it has a little bit of positive impact on pricing. Mm-hmm. So I had clients I locked yesterday afternoon just mm-hmm. because we saw a gain in their transaction. Let's capture it and take the money off the yep. table. We closed positive, I think, 17 basis points today. So not enough to move rates. But, but two days in the right direction. Uh-huh. Okay. As opposed Just to what a, we were seeing. Right. Now, that can change direction tomorrow. We, we don't know for sure. Or an hour from now. Yeah. Well, mar- <laughs> Except market, they're market, closed. Yeah, market, yeah, yes. Now. So markets are East Coast. <laughs> yes. So our yeah. markets, we're, sh- we're done price changing and whatnot at 2 o'clock our time for the day because we're right. West Coast. Um, all the factors continue to point to a recession developing late this year, early next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Recessions historically are not bad for the real estate market. Right. If you look at the numbers. That's right. And mm-hmm. with a recession, we would expect interest rates to improve. Now, are we mm-hmm. going to get back to the 3% or sub 3% interest rates mm-hmm. that we were working with, you know, in the latter part of 2021? Right. I don't know. Yeah. That, that'd be a strong statement so to make. Weren't those, my understanding of it anyway, and I'm not a mortgage person, but those were artificially created by actions of the federal government through the purposely driving down and buying mortgage-backed securities. Through the control mechanisms that the government has access to, those rates were held down to help us navigate the pandemic Mm -hmm. because of the impact it was having on the economy. And you see them step in and do that kind of stuff, um, which in the long run is good. You haven't done this for so long. I paid twelve and a half percent interest on my first house. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I I was FHA about this. Yeah. condo nine yeah. percent, and I was like, yes. Yeah, you thought you scored. <laughs> but keep in mind, I bought my first house for forty nine thousand five hundred. Yeah. Well, yeah. mine was I paid uh, ninety nine thousand yeah. for a little yes. air condo in California. Yeah. yeah. So I really think with what housing prices have done. We will not ever get away from some type of government intervention or control in uh-huh. interest rates. Yeah. Fannie Mae, that Freddie Mac, me, HUD, yep. VA for VA loans, those yep. are all either a government entity or in the case of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, what we call a government-sponsored enterprise. Right. So they're not the government, but they're tied to the government. Well, what's the median house price? Median house price, well, so, yeah, last it's, week was yeah, 595 last week is 595 so in, in, in Portland right. Metro, so yep. it's bouncing around yeah. lately between about 575 yeah. and just under 600 Yeah. So... People can't pay 12% interest when houses cost right. half a million bucks or more. Right. right. Yeah. So that's why I say I don't see us ever getting away. And there's all this talk about de- deregulating or decoupling Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac from the government. Right. There's all those types and types yeah. of talks mm-hmm. going on. But we just have to know that if we go back to free market interest rates where you've got no government or control or intervention in them, yep. where would we be? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. wouldn't be able to afford houses. Right. So. Exactly. Interesting. Um, do you have enough, any other questions? No, go ahead. I, I had well, something and I, and I lost it, so no, I'll, I'll let you clearly go. Clearly, we can yeah. go on and on and on about this subject yeah. and different subjects, so I think maybe we need to do this yet again and I have another so. another yeah. session Another session with Shane. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know the one thing I did, did want to bring up, and I'll make it really quick. The thing I do tell buyers, and but 
is that if we go back to even uh, 2019, we're actually back at interest rates that were similar to where we're at in 2019, pre-pandemic. Oh, right. Our interest rates are still at historical lows. Yes. yes. Okay. I think people lose sight of that, and just especially right. in the last couple of weeks, it's like, oh, because it went up so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's still tough to navigate the emotional impact of, I could have got a 3% rate if I did this a year ago, and now I'm paying four and a half, four and three quarters. You know, yeah. it's, it's the budget shock of the payment difference, or it's, it's this the emotion associated with I didn't get the absolute lowest. Yeah, and I won't even go down the emotion road because there's lots oh, of them. Lot and, of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is. I had a client email me this afternoon. It's like, geez, do I need to expect rates going up every day? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, we need to get on the phone and have a conversation. Right. Because it's like watching a stock ticker. Yeah. When the stock ticker moves up, it doesn't do it like this. Yeah. There's chop. You know, right. There's, right. Do we want to try and catch a dip? To some degree, that's gambling. Yes. Okay? And, you know, we've but had some that. of it is smart, and that's why, right. frankly, in working with someone like you who truly knows the numbers, who've been doing this as long as you have, you you can give them a heads up. You give them that information so that they make an informed decision on where they're going. Right. And I, I tell people, you know, I promise you, if we lock your rate, I won't call you ever and tell you your rate is higher. But if we lock your rate, please don't call me and ask me for a lower rate. Yes. Because a lock that is a firm happen. commitment between you and, and the investor or the lender. Yep. They have money invested in that lock. Yep. So everybody has to look at it as a firm commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's like purchasing a house. I mean, obviously, there's steps and contingencies yeah. we go through. But it's that same thing that when we're talking to people and we're like, okay, we like this house. We're going to write an offer on this house. We start going through our contingency pieces. It's like it's a little bit like a wedding dress. Like you stop looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you stop. Stop looking it, after it you find fun. it. Like yeah. you just kind of put those blinders on, and we're yeah. focusing on this one. Yeah. Same thing with the interest rates. They are commitments. These are these are big decisions that we're making, and we as people who work in this industry are giving that information to these first-time home buyers, to people who are experienced, who have done this before, yeah. so that they make those decisions for themselves, as educated as we can possibly make them as to what's going on in the right. market. All I'm ever going to do is share the info. Yep. It's only been in the last but few years of my career that I'll even tell people, and if I was on your side of the desk, this is what I would do. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they often look to us to do that yeah. kind of thing, and that's it's a, that fine line where it's like, listen, I'm not telling you what to do. Sure. I absolutely cannot yeah. and will not. We want to educate and share info. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. If this information was interesting to you, reach out to any of the three of us, and we'll make sure that Shane's contact information is in the um, caption of this post as well. So thanks for joining us at Real Talk. And if you have questions, you know where to find us. Thanks for watching our podcast today. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on our social media. Have questions about the real estate market? Send us an email at at or give us a call or shoot us a text.